Hello, ball watchers. This is Ball Watching, a St. Louis City SC podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Jake Koenig, joined by co-host Justin Graham, and we are here to bring you our sixth episode of the podcast, and this episode will be consisting of part two of our interview with Jim. Uh, we had such a good interview with Jim. He's a fantastic uh, mentor, businessman, philanthropist. Uh, you could go on and on about his his resume and, and what he's done for St. Louis, uh, but he's, he was a fantastic interview. Uh, we talked to him for about an hour and a half, which is why we have part two coming here. And part two covers a lot of really different topics uh, that we did not get to cut into part one. Uh, some of those things would be about you know how Jim experienced you know the ownership perspective back during the St. Louis Blues 2019 Stanley Cup run. We talked about you know the rebirth of St. Louis as a soccer capital and where we might be headed there. We talked about rivalries coming up for city. You know what the culture might look like uh, in city from an insider's perspective. We talked about World Cup predictions. We talked about how much Jim can bench. Stay tuned on that one. Maybe not too impressive for those that like to spend some of their time uh, in the gym. And we talked about a lot of things. So it's a really fun uh, time to get, you know, peeling back the layers and get to know Jim better. So we hope you all enjoy this type of content. And he's just the first of of many interviews that we're working on getting scheduled and providing to you all. So uh, hopefully you all enjoy. And without further ado, I give you part two. And so you were saying that Carolyn is more more the CEO, the face, um, and you're yeah. a little bit more behind the scenes and in the background. I guess for you, was there anyone particular that you looked to for mentorship when becoming an owner and obviously just growing up and owning worldwide? Uh, specific to like the the ownership group, you know, running a team and owning a team and all of that. Correct. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I guess from my perspective, it's just like anything, you know, I've kind of mentioned it earlier is trying to learn from other organizations. You know, fortunately, uh, you know, I've got a smaller look at some of the dynamics in a much, much smaller area with, you know, St. Louis FC, just seeing some of the dynamics and, you know, the, the fun and also some of the, the, the financial and the economics that go along with it. But obviously it's much greater with MLS. And then looking at like the blues, uh, being an investor, investor owner in the blues mm-hmm. uh, and, you know, being involved in, again, more passive on that, but still, you know, have insights and spend time with Tom Stillman and Chris Zimmerman and, you know, very intrigued, you know, at times different things that they're doing, whether it's, you know, player related or it's marketing related or it's marching, you know, to the Stanley Cup. And, you know, what a, yeah. what a blast here Remember in St. That. Louis with uh, the Blues winning the Cup. I mean, Incredible. holy cow, are they on a roll now, too? I mean, they are hot. Yeah, I'm, not, I, I'm knocking over here as yeah. well on, on yeah, that yeah. one. We know yeah, what we, we know what can happen, how, yeah. how the mighty can fall. But, oh, I totally agree. No, I totally agree. no, have some confidence. Come on. Right now, it's it's fun. So again, you, everybody kind of knows, you know, that excitement. But back to your point, Justin, that a lot to be learned there, and you can learn a lot by talking to other people and asking good questions and things that they're doing and how they're positioning things. And you know, even MLS is still slightly different than some of the other leagues. One of the things that you know MLS is really pushing to move towards and think some of these things like the world cup and Mm -hmm. the escalation of the league media media is a big one you know so the more mls can move up that that 
we'll put it on another stage, you know, uh, prominent. So some of those things are happening, but uh, no, it's just like business and anything. It's uh, my, my view is having that appetite to always be learning and asking yeah. good questions, be especially curious. to yeah. other smart people that have been through some of those experiences. It's amazing, you know, the insights you can get, what you can learn. And we, we've had some good owners in, in St. Louis, so I'm sure that's, I mean, we've, we've had some bad owners as well, but you've gotten the experience of both, yeah. and I'm sure you're you're primed for, for this position through your experience with obviously worldwide in the business, but also with the Blues for, for how long now? Uh, wow. It's been I, a little know, bit longer I, with the yeah, Blues, it's, yeah. It's, probably been 10 years or yeah. so. Wow. Yeah. And you got the cup that we were chasing forever. I mean, that, that's that got to be amazing. <laughs> wow. I'll tell you, that that was an experience that you, you just don't know what you don't know until you go through some things. But uh, the I will have to say that, you know, just that overall run was amazing, especially where they were. Uh, and then, uh, you know, the, the parade was really a surreal experience, just uh, – going down Market Street, you know, the the number of people there and just uh, the energy and uh, the craziness uh, was was off the charts. It was surreal. It's so vivid in, in my memory. And I remember celebrating that night, you know, running down to, to Market to be close to the stadium and then going to around all the surrounding bars. I mean, the, the streets were as filled as I've ever seen downtown. And I don't know what could replicate that besides maybe another Stanley Cup, uh, maybe an MLS championship. Right. I mean, who right. knows? But that was St. Louis at its peak, I think. Yeah, I agree. I agree. that, And uh, it, is, it is kind of – it's amazing and fascinating, uh, that kind of the history that they have with that cup, too, you know, mm-hmm. the way it oh gets circled God. around. Yeah. And eating, eating T-Rabs out of oh. it and going to OB Clark's. That cup has seen a lot of things. <laughs> I mean, and we're, and we're just one of the teams. It's the same cup that goes oh, I know. everywhere. I know. Club it's need, incredible. Cup needs to be cleansed. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure it gets good, good, yeah. good care in the, yes. in the off season. I, I hope so. Yeah, and we talked about it a little bit. I think last episode, you might have a little bit of a crossover. I think uh, on some MLS games, we're thinking about the timing. If there's a city game and a Blues game, possibly yeah. Cardinals at the same time. You could have the trifecta, right? We, we, we did the math, we, you know, assuming some certain playoff chances. There could be potential for three home games on the same day in St. Louis. Knock on wood, maybe a fourth with uh, the Battle Hawks. Oh, XFL. If, if, yep, right. Good point. Never know. You never know. Uh, it'll, be, it'll be fascinating to see, uh, you know, just the overall attendance mm-hmm. for those multiple games. Now, again, they may not be exactly at the same time, right. so you could actually have some fans. But, you know, it's, it was – Fascinating with some of the other leagues. Also, are the other teams looking at the MLS moving into some of the the different cities? And I think even Atlanta was one that the overlap of uh, fans and supporters going to uh, the the United game, the you know the the MLS game, yep, versus the NHL or NFL game mm-hmm. was there's only like a five percent yeah overlap, really? which you know surprised me that. I thought there would be a greater overlap or potential cannibalization, yeah. but uh, it's amazing that I think there will be some in St. Louis, but I also think there's a uh, you know different connectivity and yeah and, and different fan, fan segments and demographics. I feel like I I would think there'd be some crossover, especially with the Blues. 
I feel like it's a generally a similar type demographic, but I feel like soccer is captivating more of the younger audience and yeah. maybe even those that don't have a background in soccer, which we definitely have a lot of here. But I, I see a lot of people, we've even gotten some some responses from people listening to the show saying, you know, I'm just excited to be a fan for a new thing in St. Louis. And, you know, I miss the Rams and I just love sports and I love seeing St. Louis, you know, up their reputation and up their game and become the city we want it to be. So yeah. a lot of people are just excited to have something else. Yeah. So I, I think we're we're in the boat of we know the soccer part of it, but it's great to see the people kind of coming out and saying, I just want to be supportive of whatever it is. Yeah. And I think soccer being a global, you know, kind of multicultural sport that you'll you'll get different ethnic groups that mm-hmm. may not have they 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 have deep soccer roots. Uh, and they have a passion to the game that they may not have as much so in some of the other areas. But uh, anyway, it's going to be great for uh, St. Louis, and uh, hopefully we see the trifecta. Oh, that would be here. yeah, or the quad, the quadfecta, quad. I guess. Is that what we can call it with Ta-da! the XFL? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we we uh, we said uh, the the dreaded, not the dreaded, but I feel like it's kind of become a little bit cliche with the soccer capital talk about St. Louis, and I think it reasonably like there is a reason why I think some people think it might be cliche, but that's. Just to give the context around it, we talked about a little bit in our first episode, St. Louis was this hotbed for soccer talent, kind of ranging all the way back to like the early to mid-1900s when we had a ton of immigrants in here. And, uh, you know, predominantly I'd say like Italians, and you you say Italians because I'd say our most probably fond memory of soccer in St. Louis and representation there was probably looking at the 1950 World Cup when that team went and took on England in the World Cup, you know, beat them and there was a lot of St. Louisans on that team. And then you have SLU, that's one of the leaders in national titles. Obviously, you attended there. And then you have, I think, this gap where we sort of somehow got away from that brand or that reputation as being a soccer capital in the United States. Do you think the effort of St. Louis City or here in the MLS, how do you think we're establishing ourselves to rebrand or to recapture that title as being a soccer capital by bringing in St. Louis City SC. You know, obviously I'm biased. Uh, <laughs> Just a but, little. Yeah, Just a little. Yeah, slightly. But uh, I think we're something that uh, the league, uh, Don Garber, and the other teams and owners will be very proud of. And I think the uh, uh, the addition of St. Louis City, again, to the league as, as a competitor and as, a, I would say, a high-quality uh, team, organization, city, and supporter group uh, is going to be very complimentary. Uh, and it's also very exciting because, you know, you talk about the, the history and heritage of soccer in St. Louis, and I do think there, there's a little bit of that gap there. Uh, but, you know, it's like anything. you got to continue to compete and perform or the world kind of passes you by. And right. so now we're back in the game and if you think about it, we can be in the game in a big way and, and uh, you know, have an incredible following and I think be well-respected in the soccer community domestically and globally as the league continues to rise. And it's also going to be fun thinking about the proximity of other MLS teams to yep. us. I mean, you, you know, you look, at like oh, the, yeah. you look like the EPL, it's not quite as dense as the EPL Mm-mm. in London. You know, you have all those teams. It could be literally a couple miles from each other. But there's a proximity, you know, of Chicago and Nashville and Columbus and Kansas City. And so you can go on and on that 
you know, these derbies and, you know, the, the competitions, yep. I think are going to be another piece that's going to create a level of intensity when these teams come into town and we go and play, you know, at their place. Uh, that, that kind of local competition is going to create some real excitement. I think that's going to be awesome. Yeah, heating up that I-70 rivalry, Kansas City, St. Louis, then adding in with the Cardinals and the Cubs, and then obviously, like you said, Columbus, Nashville. It's Chicago. Be- yeah, the, the rivalries are mouth-watering. Yeah. It's like Midwest. I mean, anyone in the Midwest, I think we could find a reason to want to have a rivalry with. And yeah. I feel like you've, you know, you have the background of being very gritty, like very hardworking and, and grinding. I feel like that's going to be our team as well, just from kind of following how Lutz has started yeah. to build the team. We're not going to be signing the Ronaldos or the Messies, the the superstars on, on the inflated wages to come yeah. here and make a paycheck. We're going to be <laughs> yeah. a blue-collar, like, grinding team yeah. from what I've seen. Yeah, it's, and I think it's going to be a uh, a fun, uh, exciting, you know, brand of, uh, brand of soccer. It's going to be an attacking style. Mm-hmm. It's going to be one that uh, I think there's going to be uh, a, a lot of grit, like, to the team. So uh, – the, the players coming in. So, so I think it's, it's going to be fun. I think it's going to fit the, the culture of St. Louis and the community. And uh, I, I think there's going to be a ton of excitement. Okay. You, you've built, you know, a world-class award-winning, you know, multi-year, great place to work culture in St. Louis and with WWT. How does that translate? Like, what are you seeing so far at City? I think that's a lot of people kind of want to hear about about that as well like what's it like on the inside you know is, is it a, a very like optimistic exciting like kind of agile startup type mentality is it pretty formal I think people want to yeah. I, I definitely want to know about yeah. that too yeah like yeah. what do what because I just don't know what sports teams really look like on the on the corporate side you know it's it's I would say it's unique because yeah you know it touches such an uh, up communicate you know but it's yeah you know, the thing is, you, you'd almost think it's, you know, my God, well, it's the Cardinals got to be the size of IBM. You know? It's like, because look at their It's brand. not? They yeah. get, you know, yeah. and I don't think people realize, you know, it's a, it's a much smaller entity that has this big brand out there that gets a lot of press and a lot of FaceTime, you know, on all social, social channels now and regular TV and all that stuff. So they... You know, a lot of times it looks a lot bigger than what the back office yeah. operations yeah. are. You know, right? So d- define for us. So you're you're saying obviously people kind of might have a, a different idea as to what the club looks like in terms of sheer size. And you know, you picture a professional club, you're picturing you know probably hundreds of people in the back. You know, typing away, putting out social media, people signing players, people doing contract, people doing this. But talk talk us through the the feeling and, and the overall vibe around the club, and, and you know talking to people like Lutz and uh, obviously interacting with Carolyn and anyone else involved in the club and kind of helping you guys grow and get started. What's the feeling like inside? Yeah, the the feeling the feeling inside from all the you know I would say the full time employees that are working day in and day out is you know excitement. Uh, you know, everybody that I talk to is just really, really excited about what's going on. And, you know, it's, it's, it's like anything, people want to be part of a winner. There is absolutely something, a lot to be said about, you know, 
just being associated with a winner. So it can be, you know, you go in and you look at it, is it about compensation? Is it about, you know, what attracts you? Is it culture? Is it, well, you know, it's also winning. And so when you look at the team that is putting together everything that is happening, you know, building of the stadium, uh, the, the, the suite sales, uh, sponsors, uh, you know, ticket sales and the whole progress that uh, all that we're going through, they're excited because they feel like, and they are right, that they're with a winner. And, you know, so some of these individuals have worked for other very large yep. sports organizations yep. and they're like, wow, the the demand that's there, the interest, the excitement in the community, the people we're dealing with, whether it's sponsors or it's suites or it's fans and supporters, they're like, this is just incredible. You know, haven't seen this kind of, of, of interest and excitement, you know, across the board. So, so uh, I, w- I would say that, you know, everybody's really building up to a nice high, Yeah. you know, that yep. is uh, building up to the first game. And, you know, then it's, you know, everything's changed again, <laughs> yeah. you know, so it's, uh, so that's, that's going to be fun. But, you know, inside the organization, I, I if I dis- described it, you know, one word, it's excitement. Yeah. And I think that's a lot of that is credit to you and Carolyn as well. It's easy to get behind someone that knows and loves the city and as much soccer yeah. as you do as well. I think, uh, and that shows in the city two games right now, obviously we have a big soccer fan base, but getting behind an ownership group that is big in philanthropy in St. Louis and also just cares about the city, I think is just making it that much easier for everybody to support. Yeah, no, I agree. And I appreciate that. And, uh, Again, it's it's something that, uh, you know, I absolutely believe, you know, this is uh, the, 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 the Taylors getting involved, you know, it's not like they have a long history of soccer, but now they are obviously a very passionate soccer family yeah, that is uh, up. Yep. very supportive <laughs> of, you know, everything going on. Uh, and, and we had, you know, the, the common trait is both, you know, born and raised in St. Louis and committed to St. Louis and building things from enterprise to worldwide and really impacting a lot of, a lot of great people that are, that are great friends. And then, you know, personally being so entrenched in soccer as a player and growing up and coaching and uh, you know, it's just been, it's just a great game. It's a great game. It's a great sport. And, you know, this, this coming together, you know, is, is going to be, you know, it's going to, I think it's going to be, bigger and more impactful for the city than I even anticipated. Yeah, and you mentioned your coaching days. I know you used to get out on the field uh, with the kids <laughs> then. Is that going to be something we're going to see come March? I think when we see some of these uh, these first teamers, you're going to get out there and uh, uh, new assistant coach maybe. Right, right. <laughs> Can you still do that? Or uh, you... n- probably not. Uh, that's uh... Don't shoot it down yet. I think yeah. you can get out no, there and play with the guys a little bit. We'd like to yeah. see some free kicks. Keep, keep that as an option. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right, like a, like a, a backup. You know, he's always on call, emergency. Someone yeah. goes down, it's, yeah. it's game time, need a guy on the bench who's suiting yeah. up. I'll just, you know, I'll be, keep, keep that in mind. I, I appreciate it. <laughs> be careful appreciate with those hamstrings. He, he, right. This isn't, this isn't oh, yeah. the U.S. team anymore. Uh, yeah. No, this would – something would blow quickly, I have a feeling. <laughs> I – don't know how long it would last out there. So, but no, I appreciate your your input on that. Uh, you, Justin just mentioned the U.S. and I, it, it brought up uh, something for me. So, no one who's in our group now. Obviously, we have one of the guys, one of the teams that we not we're not sure who that team's going to be. But it's between Scotland, Wales, and Ukraine. 
where in that group when you're thinking about the U.S., England, Scotland, Wales, Ukraine in that third spot, and Iran as another team. How do you think we're going to fare this year? You know, looking at November, December, obviously got a, you know six or so months heading into that. You don't know how the, sh- how the team's going to shake out, who will be healthy, who's going to be primed and ready to go. How do you think things are going to go for, for the, the national team this year? You know, I'm optimistic. Okay. Uh, you know, it is – the national team has been a bit of a roller coaster. Uh, yeah. You know, over the last strap, strap several, in. several years, it's a ride. Yep. But I will say that you know, there's some real quality players. I mean, we have some real quality players, and you know, playing in you know, uh, far teams around the world, high quality teams uh, that we need to bring them together and really create that continuity. I, I would say the other thing is. The players are still young. I mean, the team that, you know, the U.S. is putting on the field is predominantly some very, very young players. And now, fortunately, those young players also have quite, you know, have massed quite a bit of experience. Right. So overall, you know, you got to get out and, you know, as they say, you got to play the game. Uh, But I I give us pretty good chances. If I was betting, I'm betting we advance. Okay. That's that's what I'm round of sixteen. We're hearing from Jim. That's, you all heard oh, it first. Lock it in. That's we also heard he's a he's a betting man as well. So we're learning <laughs> something new today. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I saw a pretty crazy stat. I think it was Dest, Polsic, um, Aronson, Weston McKinney. They have not played a full minute together on the same field. Is that right? Wow. Yeah. Someone fact check. You me learn on that, something but... new every day on Twitter. But no, I, I haven't seen them play together. And I, you said the youngest. One of the youngest teams. I, I think we are going to be, if we assume all things like we've done through qualifying so, thus far, I think we're supposed to be the youngest team at the World Cup, assuming we take a similar roster. And that age is around 24, a little bit over 24. And then that's cool. Great to be the youngest team. Great to give these guys some experience. But then you bring that same show. Let's say they do the round of 16. That'd be awesome. You take that same show. You take that same progress. Give these guys an extra four years of right. development and then bring them onto their home turf in the u.s i mean how exciting of a prospect is that no it'd be outstanding and you and you don't know who the up-and-comers are because i think you know the u.s has done a good job between mls and u.s soccer federation with the academy programs and there's just a lot of uh quality kids and i think more kids playing the game but also being developed uh so you know by that time there could be other ones popping out that are, you know, oh, yeah. supplemental to, to, to this group. But but to your point, there should be good to go for, you know, this World Cup, yep. uh, the next one. And, uh, you know, some of them could even have a, a third, a third, yeah. you know. so I just thought of this, too. While we're on the, the topic of the national team, I know we have some connections to the national team. They've had games here before in St. Louis. How do we as a club or looking at Centene Stadium, would we factor into potentially hosting any of these qualifiers or friendlies in the future once the stadium's completed? I would think we would be definitely in running for some of the qualifiers. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I'd, I'd have to go back, but I'm pretty sure from my memory serves me right, you know, the, the, the actual World Cup games, there's 
uh, minimal right there is minimal yep. attendance yep. I think right. 45 46 yeah I don't think there's potential for World, World Cup, Cup I think they do 60 plus they they do very high attendance yeah yeah so um, yeah but a couple of those friendlies I know we've had a couple at Bush um, I know Argentina Bosnia I've had a couple just at Bush and obviously Bush is in the 45 48 realm but. Sporting's hosted a couple games as well over in Kansas City Columbus hosts a ton I have no reason thinking that St. Louis no, wouldn't factor no. in if Sporting is hosting you know that that type of game, you know, uh, could be a qualifier or something, then I, I, I would think we, we could absolutely be in the running. Uh, and I think we should be in the running. I don't have any insight into that right now. But, uh, you know, we'll see. But it would be great to, oh, know, that would to be add, awesome. that as, uh, add that into the stadium mix. It's going to be loud. We, we, we've done some stadium specs on, I think, our first or second episode. But talking about how close everyone is to the field and how it's built to kind of canopy the sound and keep it in yeah. and make that buzz that you really want to feel as a fan. You'd have, I mean, at the U.S. national team game with something on the line, like a World Cup qualifier or just even a friendly. St. Louis takes whatever it's given. I feel like we, 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 we've learned to not take anything for granted. Uh, so yeah. when I was yeah. at those games at Bush, it was always really fun. But imagining it in a soccer-specific stadium is... Well, and I think the other thing, the U.S. national team, if they were doing a qualifier here, uh, you would want to do it here because I think you would get a massive amount of just yep. passionate U.S. supporters. And again, depending on sometimes where they pick, if it's on the coast, sometimes uh, you're not sure if you're yeah. playing in the U.S. or not. And you know, hats off to the loyal supporters of whatever country. But you know, if I'm picking on behalf of the U.S., I'm going somewhere <laughs> where I know I'm going to have a massive yeah. following of I, yeah, U.S. I feel, fans. I feel like they've put a lot recently in Ohio, like at Columbus yeah. and Cincinnati. Yeah. So, like you said, if we're sticking at the Midwest, we look at St. Louis, as we've already talked about, four hours or so from Kansas City, Chicago, Nashville. You could bring all of those fan bases into one. I feel like it would be a uh, pretty loud stadium. Yeah, it would. I don't think we'd have any problem. Yeah, (laughs) selling, uh, selling out, and not a chance. uh, With just not a chance. You might have a problem just trying to get people in. It's going to be like a a huge sporting event to have a a meaningful game. I remember thinking back to Bush when we had. I I can't remember who is uh, the team. We won six to one. Uh... St. Vincent and the Grenadines, oh. six to one at Bush. We actually went down immediately, one zero, and I was a little bit worried. We talk yeah. about roller coaster; it's nothing's ever easy with this team, but it kind of makes it fun for the fan because you just don't take anything for granted. You're you're along for the ride. You know there's going to be ups and there's going to be some low low downs as we've recently experienced. But hoping this this World Cup we can actually show off some uh, some of what we've been building towards and trying to recuperate from back yeah. in what 2017 2016 yeah we have some recurring questions jim we've, we've been trying to work <laughs> in and think about what we could ask but justin's yeah. got a couple good ones we've got a couple recurring questions we also have a, just a quick fun question or two yeah. i think this one yeah. was a fan submission i don't know if you know <laughs> the guy uh pete won't use his last name but he would like to know how much can you bench press and unfortunately i think <laughs> I think I know who this fan is. Really? Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm just uh, no. I at least a hundred pounds. At least a hundred. No, I okay. can do at least uh, okay. nice. at least a hundred. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Uh, and is pe- that with both hands or is that just uh, one? Yeah. Uh, you both pinkies. Uh, of course. Yeah. I mean, that's that's one-handed. We're yeah. talking. Yeah. Right? I mean, it's all you're getting, Pete. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, that's Pete. Incredible. Appreciate that. 
For all those that can't see yes. Jim, he, he is looking relatively fit. So we had to, we had to work that in, into the question here. <laughs> what else we got, Justin? Some fun questions for Jim. Yeah, so I think one of the things that we I think a lot of listeners would like to know is obviously you're going to be supporting City. What other clubs or soccer teams do you support outside of St. Louis? Yeah, well, you know, I love I love watching the uh, the the MLS league. Mm-hmm. You know, just uh, you know fitting that in and watching the different teams. So a lot of different teams across the board. And some of the new teams, Austin. You know, it's fun yeah, to watch. And, yep. Uh, so those, you know, I I, I, I find uh, a, a lot of joy in tracking and, but I don't really want to get behind any one of them too much because uh, there's going to be something happening here locally yep. where I'm yeah. going to want uh, So I don't want to get, get out in front of that. But if I looked at somebody else, you know, the one that uh, a couple of teams in the EPL, but uh, Liverpool is, a, you know, it's just a fun team yeah, to watch. I mean, just, you know, they're dynamic, uh, you know, quality is just off the charts good. They're entertaining as can be attacking – you know, so just so many different aspects of of the the game, just to watch the stuff and just admire, you know, what they They're do. Incredible. So, so they are they are a fun one. You know, high quality uh, and just uh, highly entertaining. Mm-hmm. You know, so that I would hope, be another one. I hope we could emulate if if we're playing attacking minded. You know, press soccer, man. Liverpool do. I mean, probably the best job in the world at this point doing that style and. If we could replicate any version of that at City, yeah. man, that would be so oh, much fun yeah. to watch. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 it is amazing. Uh, being a you know kind of a grown up soccer soccer purist, really watching some of the things, but you see some of the things they do at the speed that they do it, and the quality of like people just take for granted. Somebody strikes a fifty yard ball right on somebody's foot, yep. you know, running. Spring down the field and the guy just receives it like it's a balloon. You know, it's just the the touch and the quality of the movement, the one and two touch passing, which I don't think people truly appreciate how hard that is with the skill and the pace that they're moving. So just uh, seeing things like that, you know, is is just exciting. And uh, and I think we are going to see things like that. All you right, know, definitely. With, uh, you heard it here first. Here. I, I'm hoping the same. And and we uh, we we talked about this already in uh, our first episode, but so I don't know how much you know about this or how much this was just a press thing. But Gerard Kraft was brought on to be kind of like the food. Yeah, what was the 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 technical term for him? But essentially brought on as like a consultant to kind of help shape what the cuisine would look like at the stadium. He's gonna make the city flavor town. Yeah, exactly, exactly, in Guy Fieri style. Um, we're talking about the food scene, Jim. I, I know that you're you're in Clayton right now, but what's the best spot? If, if you have to make any recommendation, you know, a, a visiting team coming in from out of town, and they say, hey, Jim, where, where should we go? And you want to take care of them. You don't yeah. want to put them in the wrong spot. I would probably send them to White Castle. <laughs> hey, it's an establishment. You look like a big White Castle. That menu's yeah, getting good. Term, just trying to be helpful to it. I don't know if that adds up in. with the bench press. Yeah, <laughs> it's all about protein. You yeah, know, you oh, got, there you go. Yeah. Crave cases. Yeah, all I'm that. thinking a Crave cake uh, case for them and, uh, you know, maybe a case of stag or something. Uh, yeah. Which, yeah. You know. I love it. You got to treat you real gotta, light stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah you got to treat the team okay. coming in. Yeah. yeah, you know the right way. Got it. Okay. Make sure. So visiting team goes there. Right. Where, <laughs> where does the home team go? Where does the home team go uh, yeah. for a nice dinner and hang out? 
before the game. Or I guess, you know, a couple of days before the game, but the pregame. Yeah. Well, there's, you know, there's so many different great oh, spots, yeah. you know, uh, in Clayton. I mean, there's a number of them, you know, Cafe Napoli's been there. Oh, for, yeah. Got a nice outdoor patio. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, you have uh, a lot of the, you know, steakhouses that we have. You, you've got great restaurants down on the hill. You've got, you know, I, I would say Dominic's here in Clayton mm-hmm. that, uh, you know, has great, great food. So there's there's all kinds of places to go. Uh, you know, I'd hate to, to leave them out, but I do strongly recommend sending the other team to White Castle. Okay. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we no, can make just, a push for that, too. <laughs> yeah. We can, we can hop in the DMs yeah, and, yeah. and tell them this is a good establishment local here in St. Louis. I know right. there's some locations elsewhere, yeah. but we'll yeah. tell them it's local. It's a good it's a good uh, prep for the game, yeah. game prep. For it all goes so, down easy. Spot. No yeah. problems. No yeah. problems. You can run around the next day. No no issues. <laughs> no issues. Yeah, I think another thing we wanted to touch on, I know White Castle, great place to eat. Not many TVs. So if you did want to watch a game, I know Amsterdam, obviously huge place to watch games in St. Louis, either EPL or US or MLS. Is there any other place that you like to watch your games besides your couch? You know, I do watch most of the games, uh, you know, Probably at home. Uh, I would say I enjoy going out, but I also enjoy because I, I enjoy watching the game. Yeah, you know. Uh, but that being said, it's also it's always a blast going out with a bunch of uh, your friends and getting a, a lot of people, especially if it's a big game. So you know, like in Amsterdam or Sportsman's Park, or you, you got different places to go to. I think that uh, you know have a good setup for that and. Uh, you know, you can have your favorite treat or whatever that may be, uh, that, uh, or a couple of them, whatever that is, uh, to enjoy the game. But, uh, yeah, I, I enjoy it and I think it's going to be fun, uh, just watching the, the team build and the excitement of seeing the other team. So, uh, I think we need to figure out some, uh, some of those places, I think, that are going to be the go-tos for There'll be some years. for sure that pop up that even aren't maybe don't exist today or maybe they'll morph into being a, a soccer-type bar. Yeah. Because, I mean, you have Amsterdam. Uh, did we say Befa's? Befa's is a good is, spot. Is a place right now. That they're kind of growing their soccer profile. But once this team arrives, I would imagine you'd see some more start to spring up. Yeah. Maggio's right there on the Yeah, corner. Maggio's is really close by. Yeah, and maybe even like more local, like centrally to the club, too. That'd be cool to have like a sports bar right around that yeah, stadium. You got Schlafly, yeah, Schlafly. Yeah, right Schlafly right there. Yeah. Yep. It'll so, be interesting to see how it all pans out. But it will. And it'll be interesting to see how things continue to build out around the stadium yep. because uh, things are continuing to happen there, which will be great for downtown St. Louis and just bringing more activity and restaurants and hotels and just. Uh, we need it. Yeah, we, we need do. it. We do. I think this 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 club will play a big part in revitalizing downtown and making it more connected and making people actually want to go hang out downtown, even when there's not games. Like the whole district looks yeah. like it's going to be pretty fun to hang out in. I'm looking forward to that uh, personally. It's all mine. It's all yeah. mine. It's going to be a blast. Awesome. How are you guys going to prepare for the game? You you doing face painting? Or are you uh, paint, painting whole yeah. bodies? Or we're, we're probably, probably a couple of our favorite treats, uh, yeah. <laughs> as you mentioned earlier. And then yeah, yeah. As of right now, I don't even know if we're gonna we're gonna be at the games. I, I'm uh, telling you, it is cutthroat out there. Everybody's like, quote unquote on the bubble, from what I'm hearing yeah. on, the, on the phone call. Yep. So I know it's it's really cool how you guys are doing it though, but. I, people have been posting the emails that they're getting saying, hey, you know, your, your, your season tickets, you're, you're good. And they go in, they have to wear like, you know, hard-toed boots and they have to wear a hat and they have to wear like appropriate gear and they actually go yeah. physically to the spot and pick out their season tickets. 
I had mine at Kansas City, and they were nowhere near that level of personalized treatment. It's a little bit different with the first year in the club, but still really cool. Yeah. Really, really cool. Yeah. No, the feedback's been great, and hats off to the team that really incorporated that into you know the process. So I think it's a fantastic idea, and feedback like you guys are providing mm-hmm. from other you know fans uh, has just been great. You know, that getting there and really seeing it and then seeing where you're going to be sitting. And, and I will tell you, just from my personal experience, walking the stadium, there is no bad seat in that stadium. It will be – you could pick a number of different areas and seats, like uh, what would be the favorite area. And it's there's just so many great seats and great experiences that are going to be created uh, in that stadium that I, I really – I uh, think just the, the 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 fans in every area is going to be just excited and engaged. Because uh, I'll tell you, even like where the the supporters group, you know, it's as vertical and is you're going to get. You know, just, yeah, they're going to be. Oh my god! They're going to be right on top of the, the <laughs> game, and you know they're going to have. Uh, you know all their supporting uh, equipment. Oh, yes. that's incredible! Uh, yeah, the equipment. The essentials. Yes, yes. Everybody has a drum. (laughs) So that's going to be a blast. Cool. Yeah, very exciting. And with that, we are brought to a close on episode six and the second part of our interview with Jim Cavanaugh. Jim was an amazing sport, a fantastic interview, provided such great insights on the club and all the different topics that we were able to cover uh, from episode one and episode two of the interview. We hope you all enjoyed. We thank Jim so much for being able to participate in this and become our our first interview. We'll be looking to do these types of interviews and bring this content to you all, uh, whether that's from a player's perspective, a coach's perspective, people at the club, and really anyone else in the St. Louis, you know, kind of community, especially in the soccer community that can help bring a different perspective and, and help bring you all along for the ride. So we're looking forward to bringing you all that type of content. And I'll leave you with just another final quick plug for our Instagram and Twitter. You can follow us, interact with us at BallWatchingSTL on both handles. We love talking to you all. We love getting your messages and any feedback you have or segments or things you guys would like to hear us talk about, we'd love to hear. So please shoot us a message, reply to our tweets or or Instagram stories at BallWatchingSTL. In the meantime, hope you all are staying safe and cool in this crazy freaking hot weather. And we will catch you all again soon. Thanks for listening. 